There is a Hasidic story about Rabbi Menachem Mendel of Kotsk. A student approaches and says, Rebbe, who is a good Jew? And the Rebbe thinks, who is a good Jew? Anyone who wants to be a good Jew. And the student is perplexed, but Rebbe, why wouldn't someone want to be a good Jew? And the rabbi pauses again and then says, that's easy. Someone who thinks she is a good Jew already. This week, the Torah teaches us about hubris and humility. It begins with the Moabite king, Balak, the namesake of this week's Torah portion, begging the seer, Balaam, to curse the people of Israel. But every time that Balaam opens his mouth to curse, only blessings come out. And the most famous of those blessings comes in Numbers 24, verse 2. Ma tovu ohalecha Yaakov mishkenotecha Yisrael. How fair, how beautiful are your tents, O Jacob, your dwellings, O Israel. Those words may sound familiar to you. We sing, we say the Matovu prayer as one of our first morning blessings for being in sacred space in our daily siddur, in our daily prayer book. Modern interpreter Nahama Leibowitz understands tovu from the root tov, good, to mean perfection in all aspects beauty and charm, simplicity and purity. Bil'am looks out at the Israelites and blesses them as being completely perfect. That's the Torah portion. In contrast, the Haftorah portion from the prophet Micah rails against the Israelites for their wrongdoing. The people beg God for forgiveness saying, would God be pleased with thousands of rams, with myriads of streams of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for my sins? But Micah answers them, God has told you what is good and what God requires of you, only to do justice and to love goodness and to walk modestly with your God. Micah looks out at the Israelites in the same way that Bil'am does in Numbers, but he rebukes them. God doesn't want bigger, better, more dramatic sacrifices. God wants you to follow the mitzvot, the commandments, and to be just, compassionate, modest people in the world. The same Hebrew phrase, ma tov, appears in both the Torah and Haftorah portions, but for the opposite effect. Balaam sees Israel as already good. Ma tovu ochalecha, how fair are your tents. While Micah teaches the people what they must do to become good. Higid licha ma tov, God has told you what is good. The contrast between these two prophets in the Torah and Haftorah portions 
raises a question that's asked in many of our historic Jewish commentaries. Who is a true prophet? How do you know when someone claiming to be a prophet is real? Another Hasidic text, Toldot Yaakov Yosef explains, the true prophet can be identified in most cases by their scoldings. They point out the blemishes and the defects. The false prophet flatters the people with sweet talk. Balaam intends to entice Israel so that they will not do anything, so that they will no longer yearn to ascend higher and higher up the ladder. It somehow seems appropriate that the more critical the prophets are, the more Jewish they are. Somehow that is our trademark personality. But in all seriousness, while we traditionally interpret Bil'am's words as blessings that come out of his mouth against his will, what if they were curses in disguise? What if calling the Israelites perfect was just as dangerous for their future? It allowed them to rest on their laurels, to have the hubris to believe that they would always succeed. It made them lose the humility necessary to flourish in the promised land. What if when Balak asks Bil'am to curse them, he does by saying, Matovu ochalecha Yaakov, you are too beautiful. Modern commentary Rabbi Shai Held gives a bit more of a contemporary spin on this. He says, complacency and self-satisfaction have no place in the spiritual life. It is crucial to maintain a healthy sense of who we have not yet become. The point of this is not to lambast or loathe ourselves, but to hold in mind an ideal for which to strive. We strive to become better, kinder, holier selves, and we yearn for and work for a better, kinder, more just and decent world. On the surface, it would seem that we preferred Bil'am as a prophet. To hear how fair we are all the time sounds nice. And it's too hard to listen to Micah chastising us for our weaknesses. But ultimately, Micah is the one speaking the truth this week. Ultimately, the Haftorah is the message that the commentators hold up as the ideal. While the Israelites may look perfect from above, Micah realizes how shallow their relationships to each other and to God really are. They ask if they should sacrifice a thousand rams or even their firstborn child to make God happy when God really wants them to work for lives of justice and kindness. Held describes this as the Jewish ethos of not yet. The world is not yet as it could be, not yet as God intends it to be, and we too are not yet who we could be, who we are summoned by God to become. I worry sometimes that we are becoming too afraid of criticism, both offering a critique and receiving it. That we are too much like Balaam, we can only let blessings flow out for our children, for our colleagues, or for ourselves. Even when the exaggerated praise 
can ultimately become a curse in disguise. I worry that we have lost Micah's prophetic voice, that we are afraid to criticize with words of truth, not harsh words out of cruelty or disregard, but real observations out of a deep concern for improvement and evolution. Admittedly, this may be generational, in a world where every piece of negative feedback can only come after two lovely compliments, and where both the winning and losing soccer teams get trophies, where my son's swim card at the JCC said, he still won't put his head underwater after six months, but he's doing great. We can't blame everything on millennials for why our culture is suffering. I am technically a millennial. Because ultimately, we are each responsible for serving as a role model within and for our community. We are meant to point out to each other the moments when we have lost sight of what really matters. When we think that we can buy more rams or vats of oil to make things better, instead of fundamentally changing our behavior. When we wonder, Matov, what is good? We should not look in the mirror and say, oh, it must be us. I am purely good. As comforting as that can be, and it's important to be self-confident, we are supposed to ask what Micah asks. Matov, what has God asked of us to be good? And how can we strive to reach it? On this Shabbat, May we recognize that we are not yet there. We are not perfect. We do not know everything. We cannot do everything. But we are always striving to follow the words of Micah, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Shabbat Shalom.